Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. Well, welcome everybody to Think Like a Champion. And I want to welcome you to Think Like a Champion. It's time for us to think like champions. And this is a weekly podcast where we discuss the mindsets to win in every way and to enjoy every day. I'm your host, Gregory Dickow. And you listen, among the many things that distinguish a champion, the most important is the mindset. It, we have to have the right mindset. Once we have a champion mindset, we become unstoppable. God made us champions. He's made you more than a conqueror. So I want to just tell you, remind you, encourage you, coach you. The word of God is going to be our playbook. And I believe you're going to become unstoppable in the days ahead. And your next days are going to be your best days. If you're not subscribed, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Search Gregory Dickow wherever you listen and hit subscribe. And so you can catch every single episode as it releases. You can also subscribe to the Gregory Dickow YouTube channel if you want to watch these on video. And as always, I want to invite you to partner with me in helping us move the vision forward. Your gift of any amount makes a huge impact in how many people we're able to reach. I'm going to do everything I can to bring you value and to bring you content through the word of God, the spirit of wisdom, my experience. If you feel this adds value to your life in any way, join me, partner with me and let's reach more people. Let's make more champions around this world. You can partner with me at lifechangerschurch.com slash give. And I want to thank you in advance for doing that. So let's dive into today's content. Remember that um, we've just come out of Easter, you know, and one of my favorite times of of the resurrection celebration is the time between Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, Palm Sunday and Resurrection Sunday. And we talked about this last last uh, podcast, the last Think Like a Champion Wednesday release. But I want to talk to you some more about lessons from the greatest champion of all, and that is Jesus, of course. And the reason why I want to drill down on what we talked about there is because I've identified several things that we need to take into consideration or several things to do in between the wins that we get. So listen, a Sunday to a Sunday for a great football team is a win on the first Sunday and a win on the second Sunday. But what happens in between that time, what happens in the in-between, I like to call it, there's all sorts of pain and problems and and circumstances and situations that uh, can make things look pretty grim. And you might be going through a grim time now, but I want you to know that right now, no matter what condition you're in, no matter what your situation is, you're in between victories. You've come from God has done something great in your life. You've overcome something hard in your life. That's one victory. And there is another victory coming. But right now you might be in between those victories. And I like to talk about what to do in between, because it's one thing to just be a cheerleader, but it's another thing to walk each other through these seasons in our lives, these dark times, these these tough times in between wins, in between victories. So what did Jesus do and what do we what can we do now to prepare ourselves and to deal with the in-betweens of our victories? 
the in-betweens of the job you had and the job you're going to get, the business you started and the business you're going to succeed at. Like what happens in between? First of all, number one, you got to realize that there will be losses. You have to realize that there are going to be small losses. I know that you might think, well, what about the big losses? I believe in big wins. I believe every small win is really a big win. And I believe every loss is a small loss. And the reason it's a small loss is because another win is coming. Another Sunday is coming. Another resurrection is coming. Another new day is coming. Another new opportunity is coming. So all losses are small losses, no matter how big they are. But we have to realize there will be losses in life. There is losses. We we lose time. We lose opportunities. We lose money. We lose relationships. We lose our cool. Right. We lose our temper. There's a lot of things we lose and we have to realize that there are going to be losses. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't get mad at anybody over it. Just embrace the truth that there will there will be losses. And the second thing to do, knowing that there will be losses, is endure the losses like hang in there. Don't worry. Remember, like years ago, I remember the Dallas Cowboys were one in 15 the first year that they got a new quarterback and a new head coach. And within three years, they were Super Bowl champions. Why? Because they endured their losses. They endured their losses. They endured the embarrassment in every in every area of life. There are going to be some losses, but they're small compared to the victories that you're going to have and the, vic the next victory that you're going to experience. So endure the losses. James chapter one, verse three says something very powerful. It says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, the crown of life is victory in this life. We're going to have victory in the life to come. Heaven is already waiting for us. We're already saved by the grace of God. Maybe you are searching and you're wondering, how do I follow God? How do I get to know God? You start by simply receiving his free gift, the gift of salvation. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my life. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. It's that simple. And so our victory is complete, our spiritual victory. But in this life, we have losses in this life. We suffer loss. And in this in this life, God wants to crown us in this life. He wants us to experience the crown of life. It's the crowns that we get in this life. It's the wins, the victories that God wants you to have in this life. You could you could lose the rest of your life and you'll still go to heaven because you believe in Jesus. You could fail the rest of your life and you'll still go to heaven. But God doesn't want you to. God wants you to not only experience victory, but be an example of victory for others so that others can be inspired and encouraged. So we have to learn to endure the losses and persevere through them. The word persevere, it's a word that means to remain standing. It means to stand your ground. It means to remain bravely. Boy, we need some brave, some bravery in this world today. There's a lot of fear and there's a lot of um, worry and there's a lot of anxiety, but there's not a lot of bravery. I think we need a little bit more of that, some old school bravery, be willing to 
stare down the enemy, stare down the devil, stare down your fears, stare down your insecurities, stare down the the reminders of your past failures, your regrets, your mistakes. I talk to people all the time who tell me about their regrets and I tell them that maybe they weren't the person that could have handled the situation. Maybe they the thing that they failed at in the past is simply because they weren't ready for that situation. Maybe God was working on them. There's nothing to regret because God was working on you then. God was molding you then. You don't know what people go through. You don't know what people pull, what, you know, what ditches people pull themselves out of, what valleys people have walked through, what pain people have suffered, what, what, um, what fires that they've gone through, and what fires you've gone through. But God knows and God understands. So hang in there, endure, persevere, be brave, face it, take it like a champion. Hey, I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to I'm going to endure this and I'm going to win on the other side. I'm going to endure the loss and I'm going to expect a win. Um, number three, the third thing I want you to to think about as we learn our lessons from the greatest champion of all, Jesus, is realize that loss is temporary. We have to realize that all loss is temporary. We have to realize that depression is temporary. Anxiety is temporary. It's only permanent if you believe it's meant for you. It's not meant for you. It was sent for you, but God bent it so that it wasn't meant for you, right? It was sent, then it was bent, so it wasn't meant. And I want you to get hold of the fact that um, loss is temporary. Second Corinthians chapter four, 17 says for this light momentary affliction, this light momentary affliction, what Paul was going through, what he was describing, it was very difficult, but he called it a light and he called it momentary. And it was definitely affliction, but it was light compared, he said, because it's preparing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. It's preparing you. If you would see loss, if you would see your failure, your mistake as temporary instead of labeling yourself by it or defining yourself by it or confining yourself to it, you don't have to stay there. When a, the Bible says when a righteous man falls, he gets up, falls seven times, he gets up. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. Failure is temporary. Loss is temporary. It's preparing you for a greater joy above and beyond all compare. And he tells us what to do in the meantime, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen for the things that are seen are temporary, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So he's saying the way to face loss is to see it as temporary and to while we look not at the things which are temporary, we need to look, we need to change our focus, shift our focus. What are you looking at? Stop looking at your losses. Stop looking at your regrets. Stop looking at your shortcomings. Stop looking at your and focusing on your insecurities. Start looking at the promise ahead, the promise of a greater future, the promise of victory, the promise that he who began a good work in you will finish it until the day of Christ Jesus. The promise that whatever you put your hand to will prosper. These are promises that God has given us in this life. And God wants to crown you with victory. 
in this life. He wants you to experience victory to victory to victory. But there are some losses in between. And that's what we're dealing with and what we're talking about. Now, let me um, tell you one more thing uh, to keep in mind in between your victories, in between your wins. Don't be surprised if the situation gets worse. So throughout um, my life, I've seen things that I thought were going to get better right away, but they got worse. And if you have a, if you've ever been bruised on your, you know, on your one of your muscles, one of your your knee, your thigh, some your your arm, you know, the first day that you get that bruise, it, it hurts, but you don't really see much of the bruise. The next day, it ends up turning, you know, a little bluer or blacker. And then the day after it's even worse. But what's happening is it's getting ready to be healed. And so it may look like it's getting worse and worse, but it's actually really getting better. When Jairus, a man in the Bible that asked Jesus to come heal his daughter, she was sick. When Jesus went to, towards her home with him, she died as Jesus was going to her house as Jesus was going to heal her from the sickness, the sickness ended up killing her. And so when he got there, she was dead. So it was worse than when Jairus first asked, invited Jesus to help him. You know, when you invite God in your life, sometimes things are going to turn bad in your life, not because God's making them bad, but because there's an enemy in this life. There's an enemy in this world that doesn't want you to win, doesn't want you to succeed. So I think we we need to realize that things get worse sometimes, but have faith because God's got you have faith because you're going to make it be tough, be resilient, realize that it might get worse. But you know what? Don't be moved by what it looks like. Don't be moved by what it feels like. Even Lazarus, speaking of resurrection, Lazarus was sick. And when Mary and Martha asked him to come heal him, he waited four days. He eventually died. He he died. He was dead when Jesus got there. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, look, it doesn't matter what it looks like. You got to say about yourself. It doesn't matter what it looks like. I'm a champion. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'll get to that in a moment. In fact, I'll just get to it now. You got to you got to talk to yourself if you want to endure, if you want to handle the losses in between the wins, if you want to be able to mitigate the losses, minimize the losses so that you can win faster. I think the best thing you can do is talk about your victory, talk about what's coming. Talk about prophesy to yourself. Tell the future about yourself. You're going to win. You're going to make it. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you're a champion. You're more than a conqueror. You're going to make it. You're going to you're going to win. You're going to win again. You're going to rise again. You're going to succeed again. You know, um, Jesus did this. This is the lessons from the greatest champion of all. He talked about his resurrection before it ever happened. It says in Mark chapter nine, verse 30, he said to his disciples, the son of man is going to be betrayed into the hands of men. They will kill him. And after three days, he will rise. 
He says, but they did not understand what he meant and they were afraid to ask him about it. Look at what Jesus said. He said, the, the son of man is going to be betrayed. He's going to be killed. And after three days, he's going to rise. Now, this isn't the first time Jesus said this in Mark chapter nine. He said this multiple times in the gospels, multiple times. Jesus said this. It's recorded in history. He said these things and they happened. He did. He was betrayed. He was killed. And three days later, he did rise from the dead. We just got done celebrating that three days ago. Uh, but it's a celebration for us all year round. And I want to encourage you that you got to talk about your victory that's coming. You got to talk about the resurrection that's coming. You got to talk about um, the success you're going to have. You don't necessarily look, you're going to you can talk to other people about it. Frankly, they won't understand. It says Jesus said this, but they did not understand what he meant. And they were afraid to even ask him about it. It doesn't matter who understands when you start talking about your victories, it doesn't matter who understands. It only matters that you understand. It only matters that you do the talking. It only matters that you talk to yourself about it. If somebody else hears and doesn't understand, big deal. You're not saying it to try to brag you. But I do believe when you say it, you're holding yourself accountable to believe it. When you say I'm going to have a victory, when you say I'm going to succeed in my health habits or I'm going to succeed. I'm going to pray. I'm going to start getting up a little earlier and praying in the morning, talking to God. Listen, saying it not only produces energy and power, but saying it also helps you hold yourself accountable to the things that you say. Your words have power and they even have power to influence you to put more energy into bringing those words to pass just because you said them. Just because you say I'm going to have another victory, I'm going to get that promotion, I'm going to get healthy, I'm going to get healed, I'm going to see the situation turn around. When you start saying it, not only does it produce the energy to bring itself to pass, but it carries you along with it. It impacts your mental and physical behavior so that your mind and your body start moving in the direction of your words. Our minds and our bodies always move in the direction of our words. If you say I never win, it's always I always fail. I never I can never pay rent. I could never have enough money. You start talking like that. Your mind and your body begin to behave like that. Your mind and your body come into agreement with your words. And just as just as mine do and anybody else, whether it's good or whether it's bad, our words carry us further than we realize. Our words carry us into the next season of our lives. We are literally speaking our future into existence, speaking our future into existence. The Bible says calling those things that be not as though they were. So you got to talk about your victory that's coming. You got to talk to yourself about it. And when people don't understand it, don't worry about it. They didn't understand what Jesus was talking about. They're not going to understand what you're talking about, how you're going to be, you know, the first person in your family to ever get a college degree or the first person in your family to ever be a millionaire, the first person in your family to ever, you know, st stop living under the effects of of the family curses that you're breaking the pattern, you're breaking the chains. Hey, it doesn't matter who understands that or who agrees with you. You need to keep talking about your victory because your life is going to follow your words. All right. 
something else that um, Jesus did when he was in between his wins, in between his victories. It says in Mark chapter 14, verse 32, they came to a place that was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. Sometimes the most obvious things are the most overlooked. Jesus was he had had a victory on Palm Sunday. He was going to have a victory on Resurrection Sunday, but he's experiencing some loss right now. He's experiencing some deep darkness. He's experiencing the Bible talks about it, actually depression in one translation that he said, my soul is really depressed. I feel like dying. I feel like I'm going to die. I feel so overwhelmed by these feelings, these emotions. But I want you to see what Jesus did about it. He prayed. He talked to God about it. If you just took a moment right now, I wonder if you're the, the loss that you're experiencing. If you just went to God and said, Lord, I, don't, I, I need your help. I don't know how to handle this. Like no one. Uh, champions aren't meant to win alone. Champions win with teams. Champions win with God's help. Champions win with uh, people that are on their side. They don't we don't always win alone. Sometimes we have to do it alone. But God, God wants us to look to him and depend on him. You have a calling inside of you. You have a purpose inside of you. You have greatness inside of you. You should go after it and you should realize that when you're in a time of loss and you don't know what to do and and your emotions are getting the best of you, talk to God. Take a moment and just talk to God. Just say, Heavenly Father, I need your help. I'm asking for your help right now. And pray from your gut. When you do pray, pray from your gut. It's something that I believe in is like not just praying a, a memorized prayer or just praying words. I mean, pray from the very deepest part of you. Like what what is what do you feel in the deepest place? Pray that if you can't if, if you can't come up with words, open your mouth and start praying in tongues. Expect supernatural language of angels to come out of your mouth. The Bible says there's groanings too deep for words sometimes in our in, in the deepest part of us. You need to pray from your gut. If you can put it in words in your language, do it. But there are going to there are going to be times when you can't doesn't the right words don't come to you. You just got to pray from just cry out to God, express those words, those sounds that you can't even articulate or don't even make sense. It really is like a practical way to explain a supernatural spiritual gift. A spiritual gift called tongues is really a very practical thing that it's the deepest core part of you that is on the inside of you that feels something, but you don't know how to pray. You don't know what to say. So you just open your mouth and just speak out whatever sounds come to you. I really. It's it's probably the first time I've ever looked at just talking to you right now about this. It's the first time I've ever looked at a spiritual gift like tongues as very, very much a practical, physical gift as well. Pray from your gut, pray from the inner feeling of what's deep down in your soul. And if you don't have anything deep down in your soul, it's time to go deeper in your life and time to really search what you're made for and what you're created for. 
because you're created for more than what you realize right now. So pray from your gut. And in Mark 6, 14, verse 16, Jesus did that. He said, Abba, Father, Abba is a cry. It's Daddy, Father, Heavenly Father, Abba, Father. It's it's the most it's the deepest, but the most simple reference to God, Abba, Father, even if you when you say that Abba, it's it, there's more feeling behind it, isn't there? Uh, he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but thy will be done what you will. Well, this is a very powerful moment. Jesus praying from his gut, being very honest. Oh, God, if this cup can pass for me, if I don't have to do this, take it from me. But not my will, thy will be done. And I want you to see something. In Luke chapter 22, verse 42, Jesus prays this prayer. This is Luke's version of it. And he says, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And it says in the very next verse, verse 43, then an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. Wow. An angel from heaven appeared to him. When you pray from your gut, when you pray from the inside of what's in you, the deepest part of you, you're going to get heaven's deepest help. When you pray from the deepest part, you're going to you're going to get heaven's deepest and highest supply of help, divine intervention. It says an angel came from heaven. Imagine this. When you pray from your gut, when you pray from the deep part of you, heaven is going to answer. Heaven is going to respond and heaven is going to give you strength. An angel came and strengthened him. If Jesus needed an angel to strengthen him in his darkest hour, in between his two victories, in between his wins, how much more do we need help from heaven? I know that there's so much self-help in this world and there's so much self-help that it's all about you and what's in what's in you. But it really isn't all about you or all about me. We have something great inside of us because God put it there. But we need heaven's resources as well. We need heaven's strength as well. And when Jesus prayed this, heaven answered and an angel appeared and strengthened him. And I want to encourage you that these are the simple lessons from the greatest champion of all. So I want to pray for you and I just want to believe with you for the strength, the heavenly strength you need right now to continue and to endure and to fulfill God's purpose for your life and to see your dream come to pass and to see your healing come, your vision come to pass, the thing that God has put inside of you, the thing that burns inside of you, the deepest part of you. Lord, I pray for supernatural strength. I pray that each one of us would come to you, to the throne of your grace. Each one of us would ask for your help, your divine intervention. Each of us would pray from the deepest part of ourselves. We would realize that losses are going to occur, but they're only temporary. And Lord, that we would pray from the deepest part of us. And I pray for supernatural visitation, intervention, 
and supernatural supply for whatever we need today in Jesus name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining me on Think Like a Champion. Remember to subscribe to the podcast and share this with someone. If you got something out of this, invite others to be a part of this journey, this championship journey that we're on. Join me also and the Life Changers family for church this Sunday. And I want to be your pastor. I'm here to coach you. I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to fire you up on Think Like a Champion, but I'm ready to pastor you, pray with you, believe with you, surround you with all the resources and strength that you need. And I can't wait to see you then. And I can't wait to see you right back here next time on Think Like a Champion. God bless. Thank you.